Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off the Screen podcast. This is your weekly podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. This includes our email, which is quite long. So just <laughs> copy paste it, control C, control V until we figure out a, a shorter one for the future. I want to be co-host Amanda Man, also known as Aman. And on the other hand, we have the one that needs no reunion, Harvey. What's up, Harvey? <laughs> Obviously, this is a reference to something that's happening, something that's kind of taken over. So the, everything, everything. Yeah. I mean, I exactly. get I it, think, but I don't know if I'm that excited about it. Well, see, I, I think this is kind of the perfect thing because this is the first thing I want to talk about. Something that everyone wants to talk about right now. Yeah. So I want to know what your thoughts are on Oof. this whole Friends reunion special we don't know too much as, in terms of what it is mm. uh so obviously in terms of what you speculate what it will be and also the fact that paul rudd will not be in this special <gasps> no uh, he was one of my favorite characters of the show yeah. but why no not sense. paul rudd why does so there? many <laughs> reunion things did they just not offer him enough money Either he's busy or I don't know. Maybe maybe they make they do like a thing where he's divorced from. No, for people that don't know, Paul Rudd. So Paul Rudd played uh, played as Mike in Friends, and he was uh, he was got married to Phoebe towards the end of the show, yeah, season ten. And like basically, they kind of came out with all the stars, people that will be coming back, stuff like that, and including some guest stars, which I have no clue why they've got. um, They've got him coming back. crap uh sorry gunther i I assume so i know i'm thinking about uh the the guy from mag from magnum pi from blue bloods oh crap oh uh tom Selleck. yeah tom Selleck. they've got tom why the hell do you have tom Selleck coming back we're not paul rudd oh see you told me that it's very possible look paul rudd is probably you know he's busy with his Marvel stuff i'm sure like it recently got announced that you know the new ant-man movie will be coming out not this year but soon, yeah. So who knows? Maybe he's doing something with that, and he's like, "Sorry, I just, I'm, I just can't make it around that time." I know. But it is a little weird. I do want to see what they do or what they have done already since it's already been recorded. But again, I'll throw it back to you hmm. in terms of what you think this will be all about. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I keep hearing different things because they say it's like it's a celebration and it's a, it's like a, it's like a special interview type thing. But that's kind of not what we. What, what I thought, I thought it would be like a small, you know, minor, um, more like a, how do you want to say it? Uh, more, more like, a, you know, a two hour long thing telling us where everybody is and like, like, like the psych movies, right? They brought them back. They've done some minor things and uh, you've seen some character growth and it's all like based around one central story. But the more I hear about it, the more I, I understand that it's not going to be like that. Yeah, and I think that's the disappointing thing. It's really the problem is that they call it a reunion, yeah. But they're so confusing in terms of what it actually is. They're like, oh, there's. I remember reading a quote from I think it was Lisa Kudrow, might have been someone else, but someone said that there's a lot of it that is scripted, and I was like, what does that mean? Like that's what. So wait, is it just an interview? I don't. I don't really care about all of you inter- sitting down and doing an interview together. That's. I just don't care about that. So I'm really confused as to why, like, I understand they want getting friends back together was a big deal. Right. But I'm like, yeah, then why don't you make a movie or like, a, a, not even a movie, just an, a, an hour long or an hour and a half long mm. episode 
that just covered what everyone's doing. Maybe there's like a new issue. You're working together to kind of figure out maybe, maybe Joey's getting married. And that could be the whole like, episode revolving around that. But like, I just don't understand why they just couldn't figure something out. Right. I just, it, it doesn't sound like any of that to me. I mean, and, and just in, in conjunction with that, for example, Psych just announced their third movie. And they've yep. got this down pat. Like they've got a, they had a successful eight season run. They've had two movies after that, which have done really, really well. And they're coming back with a second, but with a third movie. And I like how they do that because you have a central theme. They run around, do their things. It gives you a glimpse into their world without going into a lot of detail. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe with the, with the friends, the expectations were too high. So they said whatever story we write is just not going to people. People are not going to like it. Um, maybe it's like a interview. Maybe it's something that maybe it's about maybe Joey's become a big actor. Right. And all of his friends are being called for an interview and talking about themselves. Maybe that's how it's scripted. But that's the thing, right? Like, I just don't understand this interview thing of like, okay, like, we'll get them all together and we'll interview them because it's, I don't know, for us, it's like, yeah, we, we know that they're big actors. Right. We know, especially Jennifer Aniston and stuff like that. We're like, I don't want to have them sit and be their real selves, I guess, you know, their actual like <laughs> actor selves because we're like, no, we're like, we miss that friend's universe. We met, we miss those friends and the way they behaved right. around each other and were around each other. So I think like a lot of people will be disappointed if that's actually what the entire special is, if it's let's say 30 minutes mm. or so of interviews and then 30 to 40 minutes of like a scripted event, which is why they're like kind of going back and forth into the how they right. worded it, that there's definitely scripted stuff. There's like unscripted stuff or whatever, stuff like stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's what they're trying to say is that we'll have like interviews, but then we'll actually have a brand new episode. That would be really cool. But I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what they come up with. Um, I'll definitely watch it. Of course, I'll watch it. Um, but the more I read about it, the less excited I am because I think we were just expecting too much. I think right? most people. I think for everyone, just be ready in a way to kind of be disappointed <laughs> if you're a big Friends fan. Like, in all honesty, just based on what we're like learning, uh, you you should just be ready to be a little disappointed. Like, just go in with. With the hopes that it might be amazing, mm. but if it's not, it's fine. Like yeah. Friends is still there. It's coming to HBO Max now. That's why kind of that's kind of why they're doing this. Mm. But do not expect this to be like a psych movie or entourage movie or anything like that. This is just not that. I I don't or like the Downton Abbey movie, which apparently many people really liked. But and um, part two's coming out this year. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it's. I think I think it's. They they they're 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 very specific about not saying movie or show. They keep calling it scripted event. And that makes me think it's not going to be anything like that, which is fine. Look, HBO Max might surprise us. They gave us Justice League, didn't they? So um, we'll see what we can do. And I, I, like, again, like, I don't want to say anything about, because Jennifer Aniston is doing a great job and David Schwimmer is in another show called Intelligence, which is really good. Mm-hmm. I watched the first season. I think second season has been approved or whatever. So like, you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, which is fine. But like, I'm part of me is also like, okay, this is kind of what made them who they are right. at the same time. Like why would they not want to come back? Kind of like Will and Grace, uh, kind of like the Connors with uh, Roseanne and everything like that. Like, why would they not even Frazier is apparently coming back mm-hmm. soon. So it's like, why don't they like say, Hey, let's just do one season. They'll be like, look, this is our finale. Like, like season 10 was a little short. It was not 24 episodes. And I remember season 10 just abruptly ended. Mm-hmm. Not like, obviously they were still leading up to it, 
But like, if you look at the earlier episode, everything was just kind of like a regular Friends episode. And then also in the last three or four episodes, it was like, okay, what's happening? This is like right, getting really right. weird. Also, and it's like, oh, sorry, yep, we're done. So maybe they're like, just to kind of correct that, they can say, okay, you know what? We'll have one whole season dedicated to just coming back and just enjoying ourselves, having a good time and have a proper goodbye and, and that's it. I, I mean, I think that would have been better, but I, d- I don't know. I think it depends on actors and it depends on where they are and who they are and what their other commitments are. I mean, Courtney Cox, for example, doesn't act that much anymore. We've seen Lisa Kutcher yep. in a lot of things. We've seen, um, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on Matthew people's Perry? names and that's such a problem. Um, Matthew Perry, we've seen in things. Like he's come in a lot of things over the years. He's um, come in things that were cancelled. Like a lot of those things right, just got cancelled. He tried. The odd couple <laughs> did not. Like, I mean, it lasted a yeah. few years, but even then that got cancelled. Um, yeah. But Jennifer Aniston obviously is probably the most famous of the lot. Yeah, and like obviously all of them have tried. Like David Schumer has has done cool things. Matt LeBlanc obviously did a really good episode and, yeah, and won a Golden Globe. I, I really liked his show, um, which recently did Man get cancelled. Man with a Plan, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? So all of them are trying, but like that's like from what I can tell, it's not like they don't have any issues when it comes to money because they're still what? getting paid for Friends and Friends is still huge. But in my brain, I'm like, okay, I would get it if each of them were just but, megastars. And they're like, yeah, no, I have a Marvel movie coming up. I have a DC movie coming right. up. Why am I here? But in their case, I'm like, wait, all of you are trying to find a TV show to do, like even Kelsey Grammer, who was at, mm. at the height at that point mm. towards Frasier when Frasier ended, like he was still doing stuff. And now he's, because it kind of went down in terms of the stuff he's coming in. Yeah. It's kind of gone to a point that he's like, yeah, you know what? Let's do a reunion. Like I'm down for a reunion thing with Frasier, reboot it or well, whatever. So I'm like, why aren't friends being like, you know what? Let's do one more yeah, season. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I feel, when you look at other other franchisees, I guess, in a way, um, however you want to say it. And I'm going to go back to Psych because for me, they're, they're a very good example. That cast, that entire cast got famous because of Psych, right? And um, they're all in their own shows. Um, Dula Hill is coming into the remake of Family Matters. Um James uh, Roday has been Rodin, in yeah. uh, Rodriguez. I think it's both. He uses both. Is yeah. in a million little things, which is has been going really well for the last few years, and it's supposed to be really, really very similar. to This is us, I think. Um, so they they all have their own big show, sort of shows that they've been doing. Um, obviously, Timothy Omenson has been ill, but even then, he came back in Psych Two. He came back in uh, in the first one, and he will be coming back in the third one as well. So they've got all these people who done really brilliant, brilliant things, but they they keep coming back to sake. They keep coming back to it, and that for me is. And I think I read an interview somewhere where some of the somebody in the cast said, "Well, that's what made us who we are. Why would we, you know, bite the hand that fed us or whatever?" Exactly. Um. And but but I think it's a matter of attitude. I I, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want to vilify the Friends cast because they literally could be in a different place. Maybe they don't want to be associated with Friends anymore because they want to be seen as more serious yeah. actors. And they've literally gone to a place where we've said goodbye. We don't want to deal with it anymore. Well, then say goodbye and don't come back and do this whatever this is now yeah. again i think we should reserve judgment <laughs> until we actually see what's happening yeah exactly as we're saying this it's very possible that also they're like uh yeah this is going to lead into a 10 episode series oh, from hbo right. max and you know we maybe don't they want to see how this goes be awesome. before hbo max commits yep. to paying them 10 million an episode or something 
Exactly, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of the perfect segue into HBO Max and how they've been kind of treating mm. certain uh, certain titles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Justice League specifically. But like most, <laughs> more more news obviously comes out in terms of, uh, obviously there's like, I, this is just based on what I read. Obviously, I don't know what the actual stats are and everything like that. But there's all these reports coming out that get be, that get sent to me by my friends that really love Marvel <laughs> that Justice League did not drive subscription mm-hmm. to HBO Max. Although like obviously people were watching it, stuff like that. It did not drive subscriptions. Uh, my argument against this again is like, yeah, it's a it's a re-release. It's not a new movie. Like, yeah. I get what you're trying to. I get what people are trying to say, but I'm like, you are you guys forgetting that this is a re-release? But, this is not supposed to be the something also, that drives subscriptions. Let's take a step back. Um, all the fan people, like, I mean, and, and I know I'm generalizing, but any nerdy person, right? People, people who are into superheroes and all of those movies. How many of us do not already have those subscriptions? Yeah. This is where I'm coming from. You've gone from you you're releasing it for a genre that's already there in your corner because we will be, you know, subscribing to what your activities are. But also, HBO Max is only in North America. They keep saying yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't drive subscription, but it means nothing to you if it didn't because people around the world who have been watching it cannot actually subscribe to it. I watch it on yeah. a on a local streaming service, which I did sign up for for the free period because I knew that Justice League was coming out. but yeah, And I watched it on Crave, which was on right. uh, Canadian side, yeah. Right. So they, they keep, the, I mean, this thing about it has to drive subscriptions, they, what they forget is the people who subscribe and then they close it off after a month. Yeah. And, and like, again, like my, my kind of point, the thing that I want to get into was obviously now that, you know, that's kind of come out, Zack Snyder has a very... It's what what seems like a very cozy deal or or a good relationship with Netflix is a new movie with Dave Bautista yep. coming out. Army of the soon, Dead. Looking really cool. I'm really excited it about really that. Cool. And like I think you kind of start hearing stuff about about what he's been talking about about what Green Lantern was going to look like, but didn't get approved by mm. Warner Brothers. And kind of like the same thing that Ray Fisher was saying, and he's just kind of echoing uh, similar sentiments about how he was hindered as a creative. Yeah. As like well, his ideas, his, the things that he wanted to do was just not being pushed. And obviously, you know, like we talked about The Rock and he, how he wants to bring the Snyderverse and everything like that back. But now, after I've had a bit of time to think about this and everything like that, I almost like don't want Zack Snyder and those creatives to kind of go back and be treated like like hor- like just horribly to and be forced to kind of put out mm-hmm. something that they're not happy with just to kind of please us, please us, the fans that really want the Snyderverse to come back. Mm-hmm. I want the Snyderverse to come back when he has full reign, full control. Right. But we know the way that Warner Brothers and everything is working right now, that's not going to happen. And like, I've just kind of like, took, it took me a while because I'm a big DC fan. But over time, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, no, I like, you know what? If, if they're going to ruin the Snyderverse by causing him to be like, no, no, you can't have Green Lantern here. No, mm-hmm. you can't do that here. No, you can't do that here. Then it's like, you know what? No, it's fine. You know what? Do your rebooting, bring in the no, Flash, but, whatever but you want to do, is, it's fine. This is, my, this is the thing, though. I think Warner Brothers, and, and I'm sure we said this, we've said this at some stage or multiple times. Um, Warner Brothers, this, this, the DC Universe only works successfully if the Warner Brothers executives who know nothing about the DC Universe step back. You, you want to find a fanboy? F- fine. Find, a, find, find somebody who's into the comics, who knows the lore, but who's also good at your business deals and stuff and put them in charge and walk away. Because otherwise, it just it just keeps getting us into this stage and it gets, it gets us more and more frustrated with DC. Um, I wasn't excited about the new Batman movie. I've said this before. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a Twilight hangover. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Robert Pattinson. 
in saying that, if you go back to the old DC movies, you go back to the Christopher Nolan universe, they did really well because Christopher Nolan was able to drive the three movies the way he wanted them to. And I think that's what they told Zack Snyder when they brought him in until they started meddling in. Yeah, and I think like one of the things that Christopher Nolan did so well was obviously he got Christian Bale, at, at who at that time, similar to Robert Pattinson, was, mm-hmm. you know, he's been in certain movies. It's not like he was rocking the world at that point, but it was just something that he saw in Christian Bale and he was a creative or someone that knows how to kind of cast these kinds of people. Mm. And I don't want to, like the thing with, with this Batman, when Robert Pattinson, after, after that has come a long mm, way since Twilight and everything like that, and Matt Reeves is in charge, who has done such a great job with the Planet of the, Planet of the Apes series. Mm. That, you know, I'm kind of thinking, I'm part of me saying that, you know what? Matt Reeves is, is a creative that's so driven that he he will find the right actor. He's not going to cast someone just because of their name or anything like that. He will be a person. But again, the problem is, as I say that, I don't know what hand Warner Brothers had in all this. No, no, exactly. And and I, look, I, I'm not saying he's not a great actor. And, and he is. Like, you've... you've Okay, I haven't seen a lot of his movies, probably. As as I said, like, Twilight did have a hangover on a few people, and I'm one of those people. But um, I, I'm it's it's the matter, it's the fact of, when you, when, you look, when you think about Christian Bale, right? He did really great things. He did really serious things. He, he was, he's done musicals, like Newsies is still one of my favorite movies of his. Um, in saying that, he... Um, he when 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 he got cast as Batman, yes, some people said things because they always say things. But I don't think at at any stage I thought he wouldn't be a good Batman because we knew that he had such such great acting chops. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to pass judgment on something. I I, I definitely will watch it. I'm sure I'll watch it. Um, but I think after watching the Snyderverse, it kind of wants me to go back in it and to see what that could come off, what that would be. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think talking about things that you have actually watched and I haven't, I, we definitely need to talk about Shadow <laughs> and Bone because I know you've been pushing me to watch that. I haven't Please really watched watch it, but it. I, but like exactly because of the way you've been talking about that series and the show in general, I definitely thought that we need to give you a little platform <laughs> like here. You've got like the next five minutes to basically convince. Just five. I, I'm already convinced. Just I five. will. I will. Well, you know what? I'll give you like six, <laughs> but like I'll give you all that we need. But basically, I'm already convinced, but I know there's a lot of people that will definitely want to know why mm. they should watch it. Obviously, spoiler-free. Of course, of course. in terms of why, what you love about this Look, show. I'm a young adult novel fan. I really am. Um, if it's not already obvious by how many times I reference Percy Jackson. Um, and I have not seen Netflix do a really good young adult adaptation. Um, they, have, they have things like... They've got funds where I saw a few episodes, like, was it Mortal Instruments? No, it was one other thing. And it just did not grab me enough. Even Lock and Key, which I hated, just like you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, And the only good adaptation I've seen them do of a book is The Witcher, which is absolutely no young adult. Um, So I literally was bored one Sunday and I did not know what to watch. So I figured I will start watching this, even though I've not read the books. I have no idea. I've just seen the trailer. And I literally could not stop watching because they built the universe so well. That's what's very key here. I mean, in, in, in two lines, it's not going to be two lines. Um, to, to keep it short, all this is about is the universe. 
where there's a big thing called the sh- the, the the fold. It's like this big shadow fold that uh, is in the middle of this country. Um, it's very Russia inspired, and somebody like you know hundreds of years ago, some some you know bad magician. Uh, put it there so it's hard to cross it and you know it's all the political geopolitical stuff is built around it and in that we have this universe where people are born with these abilities where they can deal with metal or elements or you know shadows but the one thing they've never had is somebody who could who could summon light and what they're expecting is that somebody who can summon light can one day get rid of this shadow fold as it were and I know that means nothing in, in, in as I'm saying it, but, um, and that's how it's all based about. It's based on uh, a set of characters that come together. Um, and it's, it's, it's a ragtag bunch of, you know, group of people. Um, and it's got a very, very good, it's got, um, uh, it's got a Harry Potter slash a big heist movie type vibe. Because it's all happening together. It's all happening at the same time. And I'm yelling at the TV at some stages going, no, don't go there. Um, and it's just sort of, and and I think it's just they brought such a good cast of people together to get you into this universe. The first episode is hard to get hard to get into. And I, I, I agree with that because they throw a lot of information. And I heard that from you and I heard that from one other person, uh, a couple more people, that they throw so much information, your brain doesn't grasp it because a lot of times people switch on Netflix and are doing something else on their phone. And by the time you realize you should have been paying attention, you've not been paying attention for 20 minutes. Um, And my answer is just pay attention for the first episode. Just understand the lay of the land and the rest you will flow through and it will suck you in. Um, A special shout out to Ben Barnes, who was apparently fan casted for this role uh, many, many years ago by Tumblr. And they came through. And for people who don't wow. know Ben Barnes, like he's like there's there's a big chunk of people who've seen him as Prince Caspian in all of those series. Then they've seen him doing the serious stuff. And most recently, he was in Jigsaw. Punisher, Jigsaw. Yeah. Um. He was in another mini series called Gold Digger, which apparently did really well. And now he's in this one. He's obviously the oldest one in the cast. Um. The main cast, as it were. But it's really good to see the chemistry that everybody's got together. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, you already sold me. So <laughs> anyone that's missing, please, at this point, like, main thing is watch it to the first episode. Just Make sure you it. kind of get to the first episode, just absorb everything. And then and, and based on Harvey, you can't, it'll rock your world. Even if you can't, okay, let's not make that many promises. But... <laughs> Yeah, you but can email her. Even if, yeah, email me. I'll explain it to you. I'll explain. I'll have a separate <laughs> session only to explain this. Um, but it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. Like, don't think about the other young adult stuff they've had. I think Netflix has found a groove. Um, what, what, what shits me is they still haven't um, announced that this is going to come for season two, even though it's been in the top ten since it came out. Um, so I'm really, really hoping they come up with a few more seasons of this because there's like six books to go through. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's already a show that's doing really, really well. I know that everyone like really, really loves it, so right. I'm definitely gonna check this out. And please do. I mean, I guess, I guess talking about episodes like that, you don't need to pay attention to, or just stuff that you don't want to pay attention to. <laughs> I've been watching a little bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm, oh. and this got spurred up because I was fortunate enough I got my vaccine recently, and you usually have 
like a day mm. or so where you it just it, you just feel a bit off it just feels like like things are not absorbing like your brains aren't absorbing things mm. uh you know just if anyone's gone through gone through the vaccine like scenario and everything like that you probably know uh what i'm talking about i couldn't really find something i really couldn't really find anything online where you know i was i, I was okay i just need to pay i just want to watch something where mm-hmm. i need to pay too much attention that's why i, I didn't watch shadow and bone and then kirby enthusiasm popped up and I, i've heard about it I know, you know, that it's like supposed to be this magnificent show uh, made by Larry David and everything like that, who made uh, Seinfeld. So that's kind of why I kept thinking about it. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let, let me put this on. And in all honesty, the first episode was was pretty bad. I did not like it. I was like, this is this is so horrible. This is not fun at all to watch because it, it is more like this cringe comedy, which I'm not a big fan yeah. of. It's basically like where things are going right and people will do things that are very cringy. And because of that's like, for them, it's funny. It's like if everything's going perfect, they want to find a way to ruin it. Mm. And that's kind of like his his old, whole like MO for, for Larry David. And basically he's playing as a fictional version of himself mm-hmm. in this world and how he just wants to question everything. It's kind of him being Seinfeld in a sense. And you can kind of see the influence of Seinfeld with all of this. And like, it was just like the first episode where I was like that. But again, I didn't want to pay attention to anything. Mm. Uh, you know, so I just kept watching it. And I think, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm invested. All of a sudden, like uh, one season down or anything or like whatever. I'm just, I just keep watching everything like that. And then it, it just kind of, after a while, you kind of, you kind of like, like almost like you pull yourself apart from that cringy moment. So when you know there's a cringy thing, you know that cringe part is coming because you can see that build up. You can see everything is fine. Uh, like, like just an example, like Larry David might see someone, you, they see something about that person. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, like everything's going fine, mm. whatever, it's all good. But then you kind of see him zone in just by looking. You zone in on something, you're like, okay, no, like don't don't talk about that. Leave that alone. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> and then you can you kind of it's like the build up to like him talking about that, and there's like awkward conversation between them. Uh, apparently, a lot of the stuff is improvised. So on the script as well, there's like a template, but everything is kind of just done on the spot, which is really cool. So like you can kind of see that build up over time. I was like, yeah, he's gonna mess this up. All right, whatever. What's, how's he gonna mess this up? You know, you just, you just kind of. Put yourself away from that. And I started actually genuinely saying, you know what? It's actually not a bad show. I can see why people find this comedy because it was genuinely a new type of comedy from what I understood. It was not a scripted thing. It wasn't like that office documentary style, modern family documentary style thing. It was basically this idea that this person is playing a fictional version of, of himself. And it is honestly about, it's always making him look like the bad person. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, he is kind of painting himself as a bad person all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting way of doing a comedy. And I was like, okay, wow, I see why this. And it's like taking, they talk about serious topics. They talk about like stuff like that as well. And I'm like, wow, like I can see why people really, really like this. So for anyone that's even remotely interested, because I'm sure this has popped up <laughs> here or there on your streaming service, something like that. Like I said, if you're in the mood of like just not paying attention to something like that, mm-hmm. definitely give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows? Who, maybe maybe it was because of the vaccine. I don't know. Maybe it was because of that. And maybe a week from now, I'll be like, why am I watching this? But at the moment, I'm definitely into watching the show. No, I, I, I get that. I mean, for me, Parks and Rex was that. I had to get used to it because I'm not a big fan of the cringy comedy. Um, I'm one of those people who suffers from secondhand embarrassment. And it really, me really me gets me in like, yeah, it doesn't work. But, you know, I have not, I have not actually watched this, so I should. Talking of things to put on in the background... Amazon has an amazing series in multiple languages called Laugh uh, Laugh Out Loud, LOL. 
And they've done that if with Australia, with India. I most recently saw the India one. And it's amazing. Like they get, I think it's 10 comedians in a room together. And they're in the room for six hours. And they're supposed to make each other laugh. But if you laugh, you are out. And that's pretty much it. And it's absolutely amazing. Like the India one was, I just, I just couldn't stop watching it because some jokes are obviously horrible, but some jokes are ridiculously amazing. And I rewatched the Australia one after that because I, I remembered how much I loved that as well. And they've got this, I think in Mexico, in Italy, I think Germany, they've got a few different countries. Why it doesn't have a, I think the Canadian one is now filming or will film with Jay Baruchel as the host. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, so proud, of, proud of Canada. Proud I of Canada. Seth apparently, would be, yeah. I thought Seth Rogen would be too too mainstream because Australia was yeah. hosted by Rebel Wilson, obviously. But you no, know, she's not. She's she's pretty mainstream now. Rebel yeah, but Wilson. she's Australian, so you know. Um, Makes sense. But um, and then so Canadian one is filming now. I wonder which comedians they're gonna put in. I've not heard anything about the U.S. version. Um, but I really hope they do that, something. That would be US. tough because. Yeah, that'll be tough. Who, who's they gonna get? Jerry Seinfeld? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, to host. I that'll be tough. Yeah. Well, to host, you can get anybody. Like, Jerry Seinfeld would be a good choice, and I'm sure he'd do it if you pay him enough money. But, or Ray Romano, oh, nice. that could be fun. Um, yeah, Ray, right? but again, he, he also probably wants too much money. This is, like, there's no way. There's no way they're gonna pay them the money. No, they no, want. no, they're not. And I think the comedians, I think the one who sticks, the, the like, Australia, I think the prize was $100,000. Oh, I see. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if the, the, that's the prize. There's no way. No, Jerry Seinfeld is like, you know, that's like my lunch break. Yeah, but that's it's like, like my a lunch six break hour, money. like six hour shoot. It's not that much. Um, yeah. With the, so the India one, is that in English or is that in Hindi? Uh, mixture. So a lot of people are okay, talking okay, like, there okay. obviously are subtitles. Um, for people who speak both languages, you'll be fine because they, they go between uh, both of them. Um, but the hosts mostly do talk in English. Because the hosts are two uh, actors slash comedians. It's Bowman Irani and Arshad Varsi. Um, don't know okay. if you know about any of them. But yeah, the, I think nope. they did such <laughs> a brilliant job. And they had some old comedians that, that I know, you know, because I'm older. Um, they had some really young ones that I had no clue about. Um, and it's they did, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really loving the format. I'm loving how they've set this up. I'm waiting for the US version. And if anybody from Amazon Prime is listening, you have to, you have to get Gareth Reynolds on the cast. Telling you, he will kill everybody and get everybody out within 30 minutes. That guy is so funny. Kill them by laughter, by, by the way. By laughter. <laughs> Sorry, I am not <laughs> He will. He will make them laugh and he will get everybody out in 30 minutes. That might not fit with the program, but it, the jokes are going to be funny. And the, he's one of the hosts of The Dollop, and that's why I'm saying that. This kind of actually gives me a cool idea about like what you might think about um, because I, I kind of like just saw like it pop up on my on Crave TV anything like that on my end uh, which is like a Canadian version of Netflix uh, and it popped up like Wipeout is is here whatever Ooh, and, and yeah. it's like John Cena John Cena is a new host oh. of uh, Wipeout which is weird and obviously The Rock is kind of doing his thing I think it's called Titan Games mm. which is like he's like a host mm. of another reality show so I kind of want to bring it up think like you know in terms of like established reality shows right like. Bachelor or Bachelorette or uh, Survivor or The Amazing Race, which big time mainstream celebrity would you put in those Ooh. in those reality shows? And like, oh I mean, we gosh. can we can start off. Uh, let's can, do Bachelor oh, Bachelorette off. first. That's that'll be funny. Yeah. Bachelor. All right, so we'll start with Bachelor. Oof. Yeah. 
you know who I would put? Like I'm thinking about mainstream, really, really popular bachelors. And it can be it's like it can be anyone. It, it doesn't no money. The money's out of the question. Okay. Don't, so you can choose anyone. Yeah. I think you would have Chris Evans would be on the list. Mainstream, still single. Older though. Nope. No, or, no, but he's a host. He's not he's not gonna be oh, on the bachelor. You're talking about who's I'm gonna be about the, the host. bachelor. Oh no. I'm talking about the host. Then yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Uh, why would they why would they they don't need to go to the bachelor? I mean I'm talking about like the host because okay. of what I'm just seeing nowadays, yeah. Okay, host. Oof, that makes it tougher. You know who would be fun? Tom Hanks. I wanna see him host stuff. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks would be pretty Tom cool Hanks bachelor. Would be really host. Fun. Yeah. I mean, but even if you go back to comedians, I think comedians are going to be a lot more fun than those mainstream hosts because they're going to make like random funny jokes so at least keep us entertained. See, Ray Romano, Ray Romano. perfect for the That's bachelor. what I was thinking yeah. in my brain. Like, not Jerry yeah. Seinfeld for this. This will be Ray Romano because yeah. he'll make snide jokes about the men and the women. That's what he's going to do. Exactly. Not sexist I know, ones, exactly. but he's just going to make jokes about it. Um, exactly. And for, for Bachelorette, ooh. it could be um, Liza... Uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the last name, but yeah, yeah I think she could be pretty good. You know who'll be fun? Ali Wong. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's true. You know, I take my answer back. I'm sorry. Actually, Ali Wong would be pretty funny. That's so uh, true. Ali Wong would be amazing. So She'd be so real. And when something, yeah. and when the actually no, swap them around. Put Ray Romano in the Bachelorette. Yeah, because yeah. he'll be making fun of the guys. Because the bachelorette yeah. has all the guy guy, guy consists, yes, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. and then put yeah. Ali Wong in the other one because she'll be having real talk with the batch bachelor, uh, or she'll be having real yeah. talk with all the women who are trying to woo the bachelor yeah. and calling them out on the stupid shit they do on that show. Yeah, Ali I Wong. It. I think that's please, it. That's perfect. Please, yes. please, please, please. Exactly. That would be okay, hilarious. So what about what about like the Amazing Race? I don't oh. know why when I think about the Amazing Race. Automatically, I'm like Jason Momoa. Right, I don't know why. Right. I'm just I'm no, automatically no, no. in my brain. I'm like, the problem yeah, Jason Momoa makes sense. The problem with Jason Momoa is he's going to go join in on the fun. I know, yeah. You can't have no, that. Jason, he'll, Jason Momoa will be a guy where he, he sees someone, like a couple struggling, something like that. He'll be like, I'll come out. It's okay. I got you. Jump on my back. Jump on my back. And then he'll swim across. I know. <laughs> just um, come, come with. Jay, uh, you know who will be fun? Like Danny DeVito or somebody. Yeah, Danny DeVito. I think that'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty cool. And and it's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like kind of a like character as well. I know. It'd be so funny. I mean, Danny DeVito would do the job. Like that would just because you need somebody who like because I know like the current host is all fun and everything, but um, but you need somebody with that with that thing of somebody to call out. I feel I feel like we go back to comedians and comedy actors because I do think yeah. that they hosting do such a good job because they bring some lightheartedness to it. Yeah. Um, who else? Like I'm thinking, who else would you do for like Amazing Race? Like I'm looking at some. It could be like Chris Hemsworth. It can. Oh, it, I automatically no. think about people who are like. But I think like I feel like if we go down that comedy route again, then put Aziz Ansari in there. Correct. I feel like that'd be so Correct. funny. You put Aziz Ansari in there, like he'll be just making all kinds of jokes at the same oh time and trying his best to be empathetic because deep down he wants to make those jokes. But he's like, okay, <laughs> oh sorry, you lost. It's okay. It's okay. But you couldn't. You couldn't eat that sandwich them. in time. It's okay. But you could also then have somebody like Tina Fey. Or Amy Poehler, yeah, um, you know the people who like, or even Car- exactly. you're gonna have both of them together. Oh yeah, that's Faye true. And oh Amy yeah, right, together. Right. yeah. Like I was even thinking like Dax Shepard because he's done like all of these yeah. cameos and like the weird yeah. jock role, um, and yeah, that would that would be fun. Which other shows? Are all right. So thinking? what about what about what about Survivor? 
Because I know that's another popular one. See, Survivor, actually, I should have put Jason Momoa in that one. I feel like that one makes more sense automatically. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. Because when they would come in and fail a challenge, he would come in and go, well, you could have done this and you would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, And actually put Danny DeVito in there too. (laughs) Danny DeVito would be pretty funny (laughs) for Survivor. Danny DeVito would bring a pizza with him for the whatever the shows they have in the thing. Um, I, I haven't seen Survivor. I've only heard about Survivor. So I think they have like a campfire type thing. Or tribal meeting yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he would bring a pizza with him. That's what he would do. Oh, of course. like what I want to see what what other like yeah, see always just sticking with his comedians or like really really. I know exactly. Um, I just, it just makes more sense in my brain. Jeff- otherwise, it was going towards Jeff Garland and Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, like, oh, no. both of them. <laughs> like no, but there's there's quite a good bunch of people. Like if I'm thinking about. But also, you could go, like, not mainstream. Like, this could be a way for people to get to know other, like, not very well-known comedians, for example. Or actors. Yeah. Like, think about Randall Park. Like, such a funny, yeah, funny Randall Park actor. Yeah, funny. And it would be really fun to get him in that environment where he can just make jokes. Or, yeah. or you know, so, the deadpan face. Yeah. So, okay, so what about... Oh, what about Keanu if we, Reeves. If we go... No, Keanu Reeves, I don't know. I, I feel like Keanu, it's like... He could work in, in as a survivor host, but like I don't know why. That's like I feel host. like Keanu Reeves could be in the Amazing Race. Yeah, I see Amazing Race. Like Survivor doesn't make sense. No. Survivor, it has to be. In my opinion, Survivor, it has to be like someone that you would not like think that would be a contestant. Correct. As Absolutely. Survivor. That's what I think. I feel like you know. I think Danny DeVito is the one to go. Absolutely, Danny DeVito. Exactly. It just makes more sense. <laughs> it just makes more sense. We're just we're just speaking the truth here. I can't think and of then, any other shows. Like otherwise, I was I was thinking about what would we take American Idol and remove the current host and you re- replace it with people who are not singers. Yes. So it's not singers like don't, yes. who know how to sing. Then for Gabriel Gabriel Iglesias needs to be on that panel for sure. Gabriel Iglesias. I think Gabriel Iglesias will be so funny. He'll start singing with them, and that will be hilarious. Exactly. Um, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black no, can no, sing. No, though. Jack, he's like, he's like, he's, no, but yeah, Jack Black is good. Actually, why why doesn't Jack Black host uh, Survivor? Yeah, Jack Black. Put Jack Black in anything. Actually, put Jack Black put in, in anything. Make him, make him, make him the new Superman. I make him the new Batman. Put him in anything. I have never in my life watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but if they put Ali Wong as the host, I will watch it. Yeah, or Jack Black. If they or put Jack, Jack Black, Black. I'll watch it. <laughs> oh my god, Jack Black. Um, no, but let's think about American Idol or Idol, like whatever Idol you want to do. Um, See, we're still coming back to... You know, it'd be, it'd be good to get some actors. Like, you get somebody like... Somebody you never think would be able to judge this stuff. Like, Tom Hanks. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Okay. Yeah. Al Pacino. Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, Robert De Niro. Uh, no. like, like, those are right. kind of people. Like, Martin Scorsese or something. Like, yeah. and then they'll be Al criticizing Pacino. the whole show in the whole process. No, the thing is, if you do something good, they have to say, like, a line. So, Al Pacino, like, line from, like, their movie. So, Al Pacino will be like, wow, like, every oh time you do gosh, something good. No. And, you know, I know, it'll be, it'll just be so, Robert De Niro will just kind of make his, De Niro, he's really going to make his, like, face, like, ah, yeah, okay, I got this, you know, you got it, or whatever. Like, I'm going for, like, the more, like, more veteran actors, because I think they will bring a certain pizzazz to it. Like, even if you yeah. think about people like Jane Fonda. Or somebody like yeah. they would come in and they would, or you could have a rotating thing. We could be three members of like big cast shows or whatever, like three members of Friends, three people from like the West Wing or something, or three people from Downton yeah. Abbey, and you kind of just like rotate every season, um, and you're getting a whole new uh, viewership base based on who loves those shows. Yeah. Um, but it's the same for The Voice, right? Voice has four people. Yeah, but in The Voice, yeah, you're yeah. gonna teach them how to sing, so that doesn't work. 
Exactly. They should have like an acting version of that, or they we teach them how to act or something. About, I don't know how they will do that. But the what about Master Chef? Oh, Master Chef and someone who doesn't cook at all. Well, we don't know. Like they all have like they're all who is big that? people. Who's they all have chefs, right? But like who's a yeah? But who's a British act? A British uh, comedian that like makes a joke and he does that really like weird laugh afterwards. Oh um oh oh. Because <laughs> I I forgot I, like but I think he would be like the perfect host for Master Chef. Yeah. I forgot his name. Oh my god! Because like he always does that. He always makes a joke, and he does like a weird, Ha-ha! like he's like like a weird like smile, like laugh. I can picture then, his face, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy? I don't. I don't know. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Like there's no. A lot of um, he's the host of the Fix. Comedian. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. The Fix. Uh, the Fix show. I'm. I want to look Netflix. this up. I need to figure it out. Who is he? Okay, it's not, it's not, that's something else. No, no, that's the, the no, it's something, uh, Jimmy Carr. I said it was Jamie something. There you Jimmy go. Carr. Jimmy Carr. I agree. Oh. He can be a master he chef. He could be a master sure. chef. But, um, so you're going to be back at comedians, right? It would be cool to get like comedians with like different accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because if you get that, like if you get like an Irish or, like you get Daniel Sloss, who's a Scottish comedian. Yeah. Um. And uh, his his critique will be this has vegetables. I'm not gonna have it. And that's because he <laughs> was in he was quarantined in Australia before his shows, and he was posting Instagram videos of all the quarantine food he got, and literally the critique <laughs> was this has vegetables. I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> um. So ooh, that would be fun. Um. No chefs, right? So then you're going. No chefs. No chefs. Uh, you could you could go. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow will bring a whole set of other other issues alongside. So, like, I feel like even the, even the master chef is like, you know what, Gwyneth, you, you do your thing. It's yes. okay. You don't need to come in. You don't need to come in she today. She could be fun. Um, but, but I think she was in that show that they've got on Netflix, the one with um, John Favreau. The, show. Uh, the chef, Wait, it's called yeah. the chef or something. The chef show. Oh, the chef, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. Of the Marvel oh, the show, yeah. Came into that, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was really weird because none of them know how to cook. Um, you would, you know what? I there are so many other. Yeah, I keep coming back to Tom Hanks. I have no idea why. I know. I feel like Tom Hanks is like a jack of all trades. Yeah, you put him Tom in anything. Would be you put like him in the, like a gaming, a gaming yeah, show. He'll be perfect. Tom Hanks like, would be put him like the, the cuddly grandfather who'll be really nice to you. Yeah. And who'll be like, oh, you know, you did such a good job. It tastes horrible, but you did such a good job. Um, I think Tom Hanks knows how to like cheer people up. He right. like he'll never make you feel bad if you make a mistake, anything like that. I feel so. On, on the other hand, you have Gordon Ramsay, Ugh. who's just like saying all this horrible stuff to you. Where Tom Hanks is like, it's okay, it's alright. Come on, yeah, like, I'll say exactly. something in Woody in my Woody voice. <laughs> right, like I think that would be good. I think that's what. Um, and um, if you think about voice actors, there's quite a few like really awesome voice actors who would be amazing in this. Um, like yeah. I recently saw Mitchell versus the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. Which was really good as well because you've got such a great cast of people. Um, it's uh, Maya, Maya, Maya Randolph? Maya Ru- Rudolph. Rudolph right? Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in, the, she's in there as well. And these are people you never thought. Actually, Maya Rudolph would be so good in MasterChef. Like, did you see her yeah. <laughs> talk about the burrito in The Good Place? Yeah, that. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. That's really what we do. Yes, we've got. Yeah, Maya Rudolph's pretty funny. Yes, I think. We've but how was that? How was that? 
How was the movie though? Mitchell's World oh, Mitchell's World Submission. It, like, it kind of kept popping up on my thing as well. It was yeah. brilliant. Like definitely watch it. Like it's the whole age old thing about machines taking over the world and all of that stuff. But the way they've sort of built the family, there's like whole, basically machines are taking over the world. Um, they're capturing all the humans, and uh, there's this family who are the only ones that have sort of escaped, and they're trying to save the world. That's it. Of course, that's the premise. But it's so very well executed. And Netflix has finally got a handle on really good animated films. Um, okay. Well. They've done the whole thing from um, so the, the animation was done in the style of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh um, yeah, I love that. So you've got that. those little pop up thingies and the uh, like almost a comic book style correct, kind of thing. Correct, yeah. and I think this is produced by Phil Lord and. Um, of course, I think they were the ones that worked on right. Spider Man. Exactly. The so that's why I think so. The animation was great. The story was great. The they way they built all the characters is amazing. Uh, it's it's laugh out loud funny. I really okay. really this enjoyed like, it, and it's definitely worth watching. Okay, this is definitely next on my list. And yeah. with that, after Shadow and Bone, please watch Shadow and Bone first. After Shadow and Bone, then you can after watch Shadow this. That's the rule. So we can end the show. <laughs> And the show here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please email us at fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. That's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. It will be in the description below. So, like I said, control C, control V. <laughs> Don't even bother spelling it out if, if you know there's any issues, anything like that. And yeah, let us know what you think about the episode. If you want, to, want us to discuss some things or what you thought about any of our reviews, anything but like tell that. Tell us about and who you would you. put in your uh, reality yeah. TV shows. That's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, tell us, tell us who you, if you think Danny DeVito should just start starting in all of these exactly. uh, reality shows now, you know, 90, if he, 90, if he answer, whatever, he should just be the host for everything <laughs> no from now on. But thank you so much everyone for joining. Thank you so much, Harvey. And I will see you next see time. Ya. Bye.